Welcome to Wall Street Weekly, a show where your hosts, George and Patrick, cut through the financial jargon to keep you educated and informed about the markets that affect our lives. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Wall Street Weekly on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. My name is Patrick Scott. I'm here with George Acklick, my co-host. George, welcome to the show. What's good, Patrick? Yeah, so this upcoming week, we are recording this. Um, as Today of is March 9th, March 23. And next week is spring break for Hillsdale. So we will not be here with access to the studio. So we're doing double duty today. Uh, we just recorded our retail investing and ARC in, uh, investment uh, episode. And now we're going to give you a fun one with meme stocks. Not to say that the last one wasn't fun. Hopefully you enjoyed it. But yeah, no, today we're going to be going over the meme stock episode, which uh, happened in 2020-2021. So we're going to start with the individual companies. So GameStop is a business from Texas that operates brick and mortar, which means physical, not online, stores that sell video games, consoles, and accessories. In the few years leading up to 2021, GameStop slowed down. Video games became more popular as downloadable items rather than a physical disc. Since one could just buy the digital game online, there was no need to go into a brick-and-mortar store to get it. Microsoft had also just released the Xbox Series S in November of 2020, which had no disc drive at all, driving all digital games even further. GameStop still sells its gaming accessories, but competitors like Amazon have proven to be too much for GameStop to handle. And then on to AMC, the movie theater business. It, it plunged into a bit of a pit of a despair uh, during the COVID outbreak of 2020. The closure or suspension of many AMC theaters overlapped with the rise of the streaming services, which proved to be a staggering, like, perfect storm. So some movies, like many Disney films, totally bypassed the theaters and dropped right into the streaming platforms upon release. If you might remember, this was when Disney Plus was just sort of getting started, I guess, and it was kind of taking off pretty quickly. Yeah, and also, you know, some movies that would have normally been in theaters, they're either getting moved to digital release, I, I believe Disney did this with a few animated movies, and then other films such as Top Gun Maverick, the hit of the summer of 2022, that was actually supposed to be released in 2020, is that right? I think so, yes. So AMC ultimately lost $4.6 billion in 2020. Share price fell from roughly $14 in March of 2019 to $2.23 in March 2020. And the company stopped dealing out dividends. And dividends are, George, what exactly? If the company has excess profit, they can either, what we would call uh, shareholder equity, they can either reinvest them into the company and, and try to build up the company's revenue making base or they can pay it out directly to the shareholder and dividends are those direct payments to the shareholder okay so it's i guess sort of like a thank you please stay loyal to us type of deal warren buffett if he thinks he can earn 14 percent with berkshire hathaway if a company like amc if they could reinvest the extra money they have into projects that earn more than 14 percent he would want them to do so but if they can't do it, he wants them to pay them dividends so he can earn the 14%. So when Wall Street professionals started to short GameStop, they triggered the Reddit faithful who decided to use the power of meme culture to heavily invest into the meme stocks, including AMC and GameStop. 
So share prices soared. GameStop ballooned from $4.42 on January 3rd, 2021 to $81.25 just 21 days later on the 24th. And if you're listening to this right now, you're probably thinking, okay, this is really weird. I remember that GameStop actually made it over 400 I know that Patrick was kind of questioning whether he did the correct research. GameStop actually had a stock split, which means that for every share that you once had, it became five shares, but every share had one-fifth of the value. So you didn't lose value. That's why 81.25 times five is you know over $400, and that's what it was at the time. But just for, for ease of comparison, we're going to be using the post-stock split numbers. So do you think they split the stock so that more shares would be available to purchase? It doesn't necessarily mean that more shares are available to purchase. What they realized is that for the average institutional investor, it doesn't matter whether the the share is $10 or a million dollars. I guess the most expensive share is $400,000 with Berkshire Class A. What GameStop realized is for the institutional investors, it doesn't matter whether a share is $10 or $400,000 as in the case with Berkshire Class A, because these are multi-million dollar corporations. They'll buy whatever they need at whatever price. And when we say price, the the real it's not saying how expensive or cheap it is. It's just how much it costs to, to acquire a stake in that company. However, with retail investors like you or me, Patrick, I can't afford $400,000 for a share of Berkshire. And, you know, for some college kids or the young men who are doing a lot of this GameStop investing, it made a big difference whether they would invest in GameStop if it costs $50 versus if it cost $200 or $300 because they don't have enough to purchase $200 or $300 shares. So it was an attempt to make the the stock price appreciate more in real terms. Okay. So in the same time frame that GameStop went to four dollars to eighty one dollars accounting for the stock split amc went from two dollars to thirteen dollars and the amc ceo really decided to surf the reddit wave and go all in on the shareholder business he announced a plan of special perks for amc shareholders on june 2nd including free popcorn and movies and by june 14th share price was at fifty nine dollars and twenty six cents And let me just go back to the mechanics behind what shorting a stock means. What, why did this even happen? Because this is what we're really trying to uncover here. So what happens is, Patrick, you know what, you know what shorting a stock is, right? Basically betting on a company to go down. You're betting on a company to go down. And there are platforms that track how, what percent of the company's shares are being bet on, bet against to go down. And what Reddit started to realize was that over 100% of GameStop shares were being shorted because people thought so strongly that GameStop was just going to go, like you said, into the pit of despair. And what Reddit realized is with a lot of the algorithmic trading, there, if you're betting against a stock, Patrick, and the share price is $10 and you'd say, okay, I'm going to borrow, I'm going to borrow a share from you, George, and I'll give it back to you in six months. And if you think the stock is going to go down, what are you going to do when you borrow the share from me? You're going to sell it, right? 
So you're going to sell it. You're going to get the $10. And then six months from now, when the stock price is down at $5, what are you going to do? You're Because you still owe me a share of the stock. You're going to buy it back at $5. Right. Okay. And give it to me. You just made a $5 profit. You're all happy. <laughs> well, what Reddit realized is a lot of people were doing this. And in the same example, Patrick, you're doing the same thing. You're borrowing a $10 share. Now, Patrick, you only have $40 worth of assets or liquidity. So you really think the stock is going to go down to $5. But if the stock goes above $35, you say, I'm going to cut my losses. I'm going to buy the share and give it back to George early because you're allowed to do that in a shorting agreement. And so what Reddit realized is, okay, everyone, there's a certain amount of money where they will have to automatically buy the share to give it back to the person they borrowed it from. What they realized was every person, it was going to be at probably a different amount. For you, it might be $35. For another person, it might be $55. For another person, it might be $100. So what they realized is if they could start a chain of events, if they could get it up to $15, that would auto-buy for one person to give the share back, which would further increase the demand and further push up the price. This pushing up of the price would force more automatic transactions, and this just keeps going on and on and on and starts this wave, which, yes, was aided by the help of people who were manually buying at the time. But a lot of the people shorting the stock, they were losing so much money that they, they had algorithms or they had caveats in their strategy that hey if we're down 60 percent, no matter what we automatically sell Hmm. out of our positions we exit our position and then this drove the price up more and more and more wow so yes reddit was pretty excited they figured out this i guess loophole that we can drive the price up we can make ourselves rich by sticking it to the institutional investors in the process but only if we all commit to it only if you all commit to it and that's the problem So a few problems you have here, and and Patrick will talk about it later, is the institutions don't want this to happen. And because this is such a unique scenario, once they figure out what's going on, they can tell the people they shorted the stock from, hey, I don't really want to propel this squeeze any farther. Just give me an extra – normally I would auto-sell, but if they go to the banker and say, just give me a little extra liquidity, like just – Give me a little bit more time and the stock is going to go down and we're going to be just fine. And I, though this has maybe never been confirmed exactly what's gone on because the institutions aren't going to say, yeah, we made special terms so that Reddit couldn't stick it to us as bad as they think they did. But that's likely what happened. And like you said, the institutions still had the chance to short it once it got up to $400 pre-stock split or $80 poor stock split, which I guess is what we're using, the institutions can still short it all the way down. And so all your friends who bought it at $80, as the stock slowly dropped and dropped and dropped, there's maybe hundreds of thousands of people who are losing $20 each or $50 each or $100 each. So yeah, well, it's exciting to know that institutions lost hundreds of millions of dollars is it possible that the retail investor lost way more than that and we just don't know about that? I think my, my personal theory would be yes. Wow, okay. But now it's interesting to know the, the fallout from this as it relates to Robinhood, the platform where most of this was taking place on. 
Yeah, so after all of this, something incredibly suspicious and quite shocking happened. The free trade brokerage Robinhood began to cancel orders of these so-called meme stocks in order to regulate the volatility of the market. The Reddit army, now boiling over in anger that Robinhood seemed to be protecting the Wall Street pros, they took to Twitter to express their feelings. Robinhood was sued to the moon by private investors, but they managed to evade most of the lawsuits. The SEC, which is the Securities and Exchange Commission, did not go easy on them. They slapped them with tens of millions of dollars in fines. And the investors are mad because what's happening with this short squeeze is they're catching these institutions off guard and these algorithms are automatically selling, you know, propelling the stock price to unbelievable heights. But time is not on the retail investor's side. So the fact that these trades are getting blocked and Robinhood isn't allowing these trades to go through, people are claiming this gives the institutions times to readjust their algorithm to seek debt financing to cover their losses while this couple-day event takes place and then everything will be good. So even though the retail investor was liberated for a couple days there, I think people still are upset that and concerned that the institution still won. Yeah, so when it was at the top, basically, and Robin canceled these orders, that also meant that you couldn't sell your share for profit? I believe that was part of the problem, too. And people are saying, hey, if there's people willing to buy it, why why can't I sell? Yeah, I mean, I I understand why people would be mad at that. So, George, I want to pose a question. What happens to a company when there is just a mass uptick in a stock's sales and shareholders? What a lot of companies will try to do and what AMC tried to do in specifically is you can dilute your shareholders. So they'll see that there's a lot of demand for their stock. And then what they do with that is they say, okay, there's a lot of momentum behind this. We can issue new shares of stock. This isn't good for people who hold the stock. We talk about piece of the pie. Their piece of the pie gets smaller and they're not getting compensated for that. But that's what AMC did is they actually issued more shares and use that as a fundraising effort to try to negate the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic that were taking a toll on the business. And the reason that the, the price goes up is just a very simple supply and demand model. When there's more demand, but supply stays, stays the same, which in the case of a finite quantity of shares it does, and demand increases, price is just going to go up. And if people are willing to pay that higher price... And, and still demand it, it's going to go up until there's more sellers than buyers. So the share is sort of seen as a product on its own in a way. Yeah, that's actually a great way to look at it. So looking at the retail investor real quick, and we talked about this in our last episode, so I'll just go over a quick definition of the retail invest- investor once again. So a retail investor is an individual who invests in retail businesses for their personal accounts. George, how does a retail investor or a large collection of retail investors, such as the Reddit Army, have power over the market? Retail investors are the reason that institutions, in a lot of cases, have money to work with. We're giving them our money and saying, do what's best. And with a group of people like with Reddit, they said, what if we come together and make our own democratized institution on our own? We can do some of the things that the institutions do. For example, institutions, they can make a ton of money by shorting stocks, and people accuse them of manipulating the market, which I'm not going to say that 
they don't. I, I'm for sure not going to say that they don't. But Reddit says, okay, we can play their game. Why not do what they do? Why not beat them in their own game? And at least for one day in January of 2021, it really seems like the retail investor did beat the institutions. Okay. So to go on to shorts, what shorting is, and we just talked about this a little bit ago, but it's going to lead into another term that's going to come up, which is the short squeeze. So basically, when you short a company, does their stock price, share price go down? Or what happens to a company when you short them? You yourself are betting against the price of the company, but in most cases, there's someone on the other side of that transaction. You had to borrow the stock from me. GameStop was really weird in the fact that more people were shorting than actual shares available, and I'm not, I'm not the right guy to ask about how that works, but in the most normal cases, it doesn't affect the price of the stock, except for if a large number gets shorted, people look at the inf- that information. If I'm looking at stocks and see that, oh, 25% of people of shares are betting against the market, I'm probably less likely to invest. So what is a short squeeze then with that in mind? That's what we talked about. The idea that if you force the price to go up when it's heavily shorted, that's going to force kind of those auto sells or people to cut their losses, which further propels the stock higher and squeezes it higher. Okay. So that's the compounding or the snowballing effect. Yep. And a few other things that came out of this that I do want to bring up is they actually were able to do a silver squeeze. They were talking about it for a while because silver at the time was, it might still be today, the heavily most heavily sh- shorted commodity. Reddit had been talking for a while that, hey, we're going to do the same thing with silver. And I, I remember actually talking with my dad about it. And he said, no, this is never going to happen. They don't have power over the market. And I think they were actually able to bring it up from 26 to $28, which might not seem like that much of a change and who knows how much of that was actually redditors or institutions who had learned to look at reddit now who was probably reading reddit but the fact that a group of people were able to influence a worldwide commodity with hundreds of billions of dollars at stake is just absolutely wild and to try to make money off of this institutions actually came out with some meme etfs What they did is they used artificial intelligence and would have these bot scan pages of Reddit, Discord, other popular chat sites, and see what the general vibe is. Like, what were people trying to shore? What what were people talking about? And those ETFs have not done very well, especially people might blame it on the stimulus checks running out or more people going to work, that people can't afford to lose money in in a market that in a lot of ways resembled the gambling market that people were throwing their money in. They had excess money. um, And especially as the stock market is underperformed and we're teetering on the edge of a recession by definition already in a recession, people didn't have the same flexibility to throw around their money in the same way they did in January, 2021. Do you have an example of what one of these meme ETFs was? Do you remember one? There's not really many of value at this point. Uh, the one that comes to mind is Round Hill Meme ETF, which trades under the ticker MEME meme. Um, but right now, it's pretty irrelevant. It only has less than a million dollars of assets, which is actually tiny 
And since its inception, it had a lot of popularity at, at its inception, but it's lost close to 60%. Like I said, I think once institutions realized that this was probably a one-time thing, there wasn't a whole lot of interest to invest in such a fund. So to conclude, where the meme stocks are now. So though AMC did well by offering perks to their shareholders, a layer of quiet and subtle fear began to settle in for the Reddit investors. I imagine most of them began to think, if the business is not really sustainable, I should probably sell my shares before they drop again. A game of chicken started, with all the investors waiting to see who would drop out first. Since AMC played for the loyalty of their shareholders, their initial drop was not too bad. Their stock price fell from 59 to 54 in 7 days, and it continued to fluctuate up and down, up and down, all the way to its current price at $5 a share at the time of writing this episode. In 7 days, GameStop fell from $81 to $16. But both companies had a revival after the initial drop, and GameStop went back up to 66 before it settled at its current rate of $17. Price continues to drop, but it is noteworthy that as of December 2022, GameStop price was five times higher than its pre-Reddit price, showing that they really did get a, a good second wind from the meme culture. So, George, is there a moral of the story here? I think the moral of the story is if you're late to the party, it's not even worth showing up. Well, I think we'll uh, we'll stick with that. I think that's a good moral of the story. So, uh, we want to thank you for listening to today's episode on meme stocks. We will say goodbye and see you next time. You've been listening to Wall Street Weekly with George Akla and Patrick Scott. If you want to catch up on our episodes or listen, follow us on Twitter at Wall Street Pod. This has been Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. <laughs>